Hi, this is Linda Burton. And this is Joseph Burton. With Fighting to Stay Mary. Today I want to talk about the five love language and taking the time to find out what is your spouse's love language. So often that we show love, affection, even give gifts and different things in our love language instead of taking the time to find out what is our partner's love language and do it in those ways instead of what we want, what they want. Now, we read different books and different things like that, and the five love language are acts of service, quality time, giving gifts, receiving gifts, touch, and words of affirmation. Those are the five love languages. And with that, we give it to each other in different ways. Now, the problem is sometimes we do our love language instead of taking the time to do our spouse's love language. And the example I want to give was years ago, I made a coupon book for uh, my husband for Valentine's Day. And I knew eight of them is what he would love. But I wanted the coupon book thicker, it was too thin, and I wanted to do 20. So I chose the other ones, the things I like to do together, or the things I will want to do together. What did you think about when you received the coupon book? What did you think about that? Well, when you gave it to me, it was just, you know, it started out good, but then I started realizing stuff that you liked. So, because I'm a person that takes things, you know, I'm, I listen to words. So when you say it's a coupon book for me, then that's what I'm going to be looking for. Oh, things that I like to do. Oh, she's trying to cater to me. That's cool. But like you said, when I saw that there were some things that you like, then I kind of felt that, you know what, this is not for me. It's for both of us. So if it's for both of us, say it's for both of us. Yeah. And the idea was it was just for you. It's just I wanted it. My mindset, it had to be big enough. And do we do that in other things? We want to give a gift that we think our spouse wants or, or appreciate and love, and we're totally missing the boat or even off a little bit because we're thinking of what we want to do and what we want them to have instead of actually just giving them what they want. And and, and I think the, and the way you went wrong too is eight is enough. Mm. I mean, eight would have been fine. But for you in your mind, eight wasn't enough. Yeah, it was too and that's, thin. And that's, where, and that's where the problem started. Mm. So sometimes less is better when you're given a gift when it's totally from the heart instead of just filling it up. Exactly. Okay. So take the time to know what each other love language is. Take the time to really know what they like. I know when we first got married, we struggled with that of gifts and returning them and getting them back. And then we talked to kids or children when they were younger of listen to the person and remember what they like or what they say they want or what they admire and then keep that in the back of your mind even if you have to write it down somewhere and then give them those things if you can't think of anything else. So is that really a love language? Just because you know what somebody likes and you give them, oh, I know he likes chocolate cake so I'll give him chocolate cake. Is that really a love language? Doing that way, no. The love languages that the book talked about was the five I was telling you. One of them is gift. The other one was quality times, acts of service, touch, physical touch, and words of affirmation. So sometimes telling somebody, I love you, I care about you, good job, I'm proud of you, that's their love language. It's simply saying those words. It's, they don't need a gift, they don't need any of that other stuff. 
other people is touch. I'm a touch person. Hugs, a kiss on the cheek or a kiss on the lips or just hands on the knee or just, you know, hands on the back, just a physical touch. And then other ones are gifts, making that cake or, you know, um, going out of town and bringing back something. I know when we first got married for a while too, I thought that was your gift. Every time I went to the grocery store, I used to bring back a carnation because they were only like a quarter back then. And then one day you're like, that's not me. And I had to understand that. And the last one, I'm sorry, the second to last one is quality time. Now, I know you're more of let's spend time together without electronics. And, and that's actually spending time with each other. And then the last one is acts of service. And that's also like making the cake, is making or doing something for the person. Like helping washing dishes or help, you know, clean the house or do the laundry or cut the grass or just so some kind of service. Are you trying to say that if a person really is good at providing these love languages, the person will be the other person will be fulfilled? It's not I mean the because, other person's job to be fulfilled. But what first. is the reason what is the reason to doing all these love languages? Like if that if, if your love language is touch, right? Mm-hmm. And the person, so like I'm doing all those touches and you feel touch. Does that mean you're never going to have a problem with something? That's a good question. So what does it, that mean? What is that doing? That's a good question. It's actually saying, I love you. It's just showing you care about that person. Instead of just saying, you can say I love you until you turn blue. Sometimes you have to show and do more than that. So it's showing the person that you care about that person. So before these love languages were identified, have they always been there and people just didn't know what to call them? We always show each other love language. We always show each other that we care. Um, no, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, if if for them to write the book to get people to acknowledge and make them aware that, hey, listen and look, these are those are all the love languages, right? You, would you list it, how many? It's five. Is that all the love languages or is there really eight? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I mean. Okay, use example. When we first got married, I used to go grocery shopping and mm-hmm. bring home a, a a flower. The carnations. Yes, a carnation. And I'm like, what are you bringing me a flower for? I don't... And I'm trying to show you that I love you. Okay. Or that I was thinking about you. Hey, I'm at the store and I'm thinking about you. I remember you said, like you just said, why are you bringing me a carnation? And you even said a little more than that. Like that's not. You know, yeah, for I'm you. Not, I'm not, yeah, so, but. Wait, but, finish that thought. You're not what? I'm not a flowery person. I'm not a flower person. I don't. Flowery person? I don't know. Right. So I'm missing your love language. Instead, you said, if you're going to bring me something, bring me home a candy bar or something else to show that you care or that you were thinking about me. Cause you asked, why did you, why do you always do this? And I'm like, I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you, you know? And then that's when you said, bring me a candy bar or do something else. You were telling me how I can show you that I'm thinking about you, how I love you, that I, I'm showing you love. You guide me which way to do. You showed me that you th- you were thinking of me cause you, you actually got something for me, right? So you did show that, but it wasn't as meaningful to me. It wasn't something that you know, if, I'm, if I got a weird look on my face, like, 
Why are you bringing me in? So you, it wasn't you, your language. It wasn't your love language. It well, wasn't. you I already knew. So I already know that you love. You were thinking about me. Okay, but by the face you but made, you, but, you, <laughs> but you brought the wrong kind of gift. Right. That didn't speak to me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it. So I already knew you thought of me. Right. But she brought me something. Mm-hmm. It was just why is she bringing me a flower like. <laughs> so like you're like guys don't get flowers. You know? Well, some guys do like flowers, <laughs> you know. But I just it just I don't like flower. Like I like seeing flowers. Yeah. I like I mean a flower happened to grow in the yard. Oh, that's cool. So it's taking the time to actually learn the person language, and when you receive the gift that's not yours giving them a suggestion what is your love language because sometimes like you said guys might not look at, at it love language like how you said no don't bring me flowers buy me a candy bar you know buy me this candy or this popcorn or whatever it may be and that way i could feel that you you know what you're trying to bring across so basically just you basically have to know your partner yeah know your partner know what they like like for christmas um, a couple of years ago, two years ago, you got me that um, the water. Oh, the thing. gift, the uh, coupon. It was a Groupon. For. Oh, what was it called? Yeah, jet ski. You kind of not jet ski. You kind of jet propulsion yes. over the lake. Yes, yeah. that is my love language. Because I, I heard you. Because I heard you that you wanted to do that. Right. So now, what happened if you would have bought? Is that a love language though? What happened if you would have bought me a thing for coffee when I don't even drink coffee? You know what I mean? Or something. I love moving around. I love activities. I love adventure. And you bring me something like miniature golfing or you know no, something different. It could be the wrong kind of gift. Right. So then you're missing me, but taking the time to really know what I love, taking time to know where my heart is at and giving me a gift that matters, that's how you show the person that you But I think sometimes too though you probably need to get into the mind or ask the person, okay, what were you thinking? Like what made you let that because sometimes people are genuine with the gifts they bring. Like Oh, okay. I think she would like this. Like, oh, I think my wife would like this. So then, if they do miss the gift, mm -hmm. now you got to make sure that you don't go off the deep end, right? And get angry and mad and all that, and find them. Maybe take the time also to find out. Okay, what were you thinking when you brought? Where were your mind at? So you can. So that's that's getting to know a person too. Well, I don't think anybody would get angry or mad. But people do it. get angry and mad for wrong gifts. <laughs> oh, really? It may, it, may, it may not be angry and mad like you, you know, you're destroying things, but uh, a little attitude or maybe. I, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, hap that happens. Okay. Yeah. So I think if when that happens, like when you said, when you brought me the carnation, now I don't think I got angry. No, you just did that funny puzzle. Look. Yeah, I was puzzled. So <laughs> what I, it would have been a, a good opportunity for me to do then is to figure out, okay, why are you bringing in carnations? Yeah, because like, it took a while. So, like it was a couple of times that I gave it to you. Yeah, like what is your you mind? Did you, did you, did you, were you modeling some behavior that you saw somebody else do? Most likely back then, it's probably something I wanted, and I figured, oh, this is something I would love for you to do sometimes, and oh, I did it for story. you. No, no, that's what I'm talking about, of how people do their love languages, trying to give it to their partner when it's actually their love language, not their partner. So, on manipulation there? No, no, because it's pure. It's not that they're trying to trick them or trying that's to say pure. that. They're actually trying to show 
love and that's that's all they knew how to show at that time so why don't you just say could you start bringing in flowers i really like flowers and i really won't you just say no it wasn't even to that point it was just simply like oh i will uh, it would be nice if he would do it let me do it for him you know i'm thinking of him if i like it then most likely he'll like it too so did it ever happen and then yes you have no did it ever happen did it work like oh i'll start no it wasn't to make it work you're misunderstanding what i'm saying I'm saying when people buy or do things for somebody in their own love language, it's because they really think that person would like it too. Oh, if he would brought me a rose, just a, a carnation from just going to the grocery store, I oh that's sweet. And because I think oh that's sweet, I'm thinking you're gonna feel the same way too of oh that's sweet. No. Not realizing you have different love languages, you have different needs than I do. Mm, okay. So do you think we? Explain it good. This whole love languages, because I also hear, I hear you talk about it, that the love languages can change. It could be this year or this set of time, your love language, as they say, could be acts of service, and then change down the road. So you still doing act of service then when they're, it's like, <laughs> it, for, for me, the, you know, the jury is still out about this love language thing. Yeah, and it does change. And this is why it changed. We are human and we change. How I felt before, um, when we first got married, to when the kids was little, to different problems in our life and situations of feeling insecure, to feeling secure, to kids are being older to now the kids are grown and out the house my needs my emotions my our relationship have changed and when that changed that changed different things of how i feel and what i want and what i my need at that time so let me play devil's advocate then this is my devil's advocate role (laughs) that's so now when you came across this love languages did you go, finally, this is exactly how I've been feeling. Like, what was happening before the book came out, before you ever heard of it, did you feel fulfilled? I mean, it's like, how did people survive then? Like, has it always been around? Does it, was a person, do people feel better now? Now they can read a book and go, oh yeah, the five love language. Oh yeah, yeah. So 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I don't think it's all that. I think it's simply like the example of the carnation. It took you, I probably did it five, six times before you finally said why and after why another time saying, hmm, I don't really like this to actually telling me, babe, this is not working. Can you get something else instead? And and naming what it was. Mm -hmm. I think you have to process and go through all that. Reading books and just learning this stuff is is just helping you get to that process sooner to discuss it and to talk about it to to know what 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 your situations can be so you know how to say it. Does that make sense? So reading these books, listen to these um, podcasts and different things is just helping you so you can be aware of what's going on so you can work on your relationship faster, easier, and know all your choices out there. So when you were when you were 20, did you know that was your love language touch? It's different through different times. I, I, basically, I mean, like for my mind, the jury's still out because I'm trying to figure out, I, I just want to make sure that your know, love language is, is, does not end up being something that's subliminal. 
What do you mean? Like, like being pushed in your mind. You know, you, you know how to, you see in the movies, and inside the movies or the clip, they have a message in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. That's why I'm trying to figure out, is this what this is leading to? Because if you say that when I buy you something, if, if I know that you like chocolate cake and I bake the cake for the whole family, is that still like, would you still consider that an act of love? Like, oh, well, he baked, I didn't bake you a chocolate cake. I, did, <laughs> I baked a chocolate cake. And out of all the cakes that I baked, I chose to bake a chocolate cake because I know, okay, Linda likes chocolate cake. So is that still an act of service? Like when you say, oh, he loves me, but even though everybody else is eating the cake too. <laughs> let's let's do it this way. Okay. For our anniversary mm -hmm. last year, you chose, we chose to do a road trip for the first time. And part of that was going to a park, amusement park. Oh, you ever studios? Yes. Okay. And you do not like to get on rides because it makes you motion sickness, which everybody can understand that. If you're sick, you're not going to want to get on rides. Mm -hmm. But that's what you still chose to do for me because I love getting on rides and doing different things. And you not only went or chose to go there with me, you felt, I felt like you were with me the whole time. I remember coming back home from our, our trip saying, oh, we went on every single ride there. And I said that to everybody. And there's a couple of people that know us good enough to say Joe doesn't get on rides. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, he went on every ride with me. And I had to catch myself. Uh, he actually did not get on every ride, but it felt like it. Because I just stood in line. With you me. stood in line. And when it was time to get on, you stepped over and you waited for me in the exit. And you shared the excitement of me getting off the ride of like, it felt like you were there. Even because when I was on the ride, this the ride itself, I don't have time to talk to whoever I'm next to, whoever a stranger that is. It's a two minute ride or a minute and a half ride, and that's it. But it felt like you were there. Well, yeah, it felt like I was there because the, the waiting in line was longer than the ride. <laughs> but to so me, waiting in line for a 45 minutes for a 30 second ride, yes, a minute ride. So I mean, I can I can understand. Okay. But to me, that is love. That was quality time with me. That's filling my need of of doing something adventurous. And you were there the whole time with so me. So seven years from now, then that might not be a thing. Okay. <laughs> that might be too. I don't old. have to. I don't have to wait in line. I'll just I'll just go get some popcorn while you wait in line by yourself, and I'll just be at the exit when you come out. Because now that acts of that that love language has passed. So no, okay. <laughs> no, that one wasn't the love language. It was just to the point of doing it together. Okay. Now then, the year before that, you took me to a dessert place. And you know I love desserts. I can skip a meal because I love desserts. And you took me to a only restaurant that's only for desserts. That's what I'm talking about, of really picking the gift for the person. Not what, oh, I would like to give the person, mm -hmm. but for the person that you put your, your thought and energy of what they like and how they would feel about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just take the time to really know your spouse and love, show affection, love, and their love language. Not what you think they will like or not even what you want, but to take the time to know what they want. Correct. And then, and that's part of that thing of actually securing your marriage too, right? You know, mm. kind of making sure those holes are not there. 
Yeah, I love it when it all ties back into the title. <laughs> because yeah. sometimes it, your love language, like in your case, something you don't, you can't really do, but you made it work. You Correct. Know? So sometimes it's going to be something that you're not interested in, and it's okay. You're, you're, you make it work. We made it work. And those things are, yeah, you got to fight to stay married. You got to keep that uh, on the forefront of your mind that, hey, okay, let me actively pay attention to what she does and listen to you throughout the days so that way I can be able to get proper gifts. So thank you for listening. Until next time, if you have any comments, uh, please leave them below. We will talk to you later. Bye.